Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets. We bring you the sports. Coming to you live today from the usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. We look forward to that. We're on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. On Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And heard on radio stations nationwide, including on satellite radio, Sirius 160 and XM 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment. We are talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so, please, on this M3. As apparently we've got some NBA news in, in our chat here about the New Orleans Pelicans, which we'll get to over the course of the show today. I'm guessing that doesn't mean for tonight, for tonight's game, but we'll talk about it as we move along with CJ I don't McCollum. think so. Maybe we, have, back we got teased. I don't, like when video, I don't like when I have to watch the video to get the date, when if I watch the video, then America's going to hear the video because it's going to play through my microphone. I can't. I, I don't want to be teased. Just like, when is CJ McCollum coming back? So when do when do I have to bet the Pelicans to win the division? <laughs> like, when when do I have to place this bet? Please, uh, uh, Wednesday or Friday, apparently. We couldn't put that in the... I have to watch this stupid video. We couldn't just put that in the tweet. Great. Also, uh, like, Zion and Ingram have kind of settled into a nice little routine here. Or I think we know what to expect for, like, the Pelicans, like, like, uh, like scores yeah. and McCollum coming in because the mix kind of, like, complicates it a little bit. So hopefully he stays away for at least uh, – he won't play tonight. Maybe he comes well, back like half later a this team. week. They had half a team for the re- for the season so far. Like, I, I think Dallas is, like, bad. I don't even think they're good. I think I, I, think I was right and then I was wrong. I don't think they're that good. I think New Orleans is going to get them. I actually think New Orleans might win a ton of games the second half of the season. Well, they've been, they've, been, they've been awesome. They seem to have figured it out in the wake of all these injuries over the last couple of games. Zion scoring a ton. Brandon Ingram scoring a ton. We'll get Trey to the Murphy NBA. Back at some point. Yeah, oh. draining threes. Herb Jones. Yeah, he's they, awesome. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot on fantasy, but man, he's, he's electric. Well, he yeah. does. He does, just within defensive categories. Like steals right. and blocks. He's excellent. He's excellent with that stuff. But everybody's My out. Guy, Herb Is he going to score? No, he's still not going to score. He's and that's okay. That's why, yeah, that's why you get the... the that's why you got the season-long fantasy basketball team. You get different guys to win different categories. Anyway, uh, visit BetMGM.com and download the BetMGM app and do so on this M3. Three words that start with the letter M. Those words, of course. Magnificent Football Monday, November 27th, 2023. Our show is on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. Hashtag play and hurt today. That's what we all do this time of year. Sickness, oh, yeah. injury, no injuries. We don't do anything to get injured. But sickness, you play through it, you make it happen. Ken Barkley, a trooper, and he's on X right now. That's his medication of choice at Lockie Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, we're going to bring you one wonderful guest. And it's going to be our pal, our former You Better You Bet teammate, our You Better You Bet family member, the great Rick Campbell stopped by the show today, breaking down tonight's NBA slate, giving us overall season uh, overarching thoughts on the NBA as well. Can't wait to welcome our friend Rick Camp to the show prior to the Power Hour at 5.40 p.m. Eastern time. For those wondering, hey, like where's Drew Densick, the whale capper, normally joins us on Mondays. Whale will be on tomorrow's show talking NBA and giving us his early looks for week 13 in the NFL. How about that, by the way? Week 13. Time flies when you're having fun. Plus, 
Speaking of NFL Week 13, P-Squared, B-Squared is on the way for Week 13 in the professionals. Our handicap for this weekend in the NFL, we don't wait till the end of the week to give you our bets, to give you our thoughts, to give you our analysis. We give it to you on Monday. For every game on the board, including a potential NFC Championship game preview, an NFC Championship game rematch from last year. With the Eagles, well, I thought the horseshoe teams, happy to win my Eagles bet yesterday. Also, <laughs> Bill should have won that game by 17 with the Eagles and the 49ers coming up on Sunday in Philadelphia. It's Monday, so you know what that means. It's day one of Lochmas Conference Championship Weekend coming up this weekend in college football. We'll tell you how to bet the national championship market right now and thoughts on the national title market in the great sport of college football. Power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. That's bets of steel in the National Hockey League. Best of the best in the NBA. Side total and props in the association. Well, I'm sure Tyler will have some college hoops for us. Tyler, the creator of winning college basketball bets. And we will put a bow on week 12 in the NFL with our bets. Side total and props. Monday Night Football in Minnesota as the Vikings, the Justin Jefferson less Vikings. Jefferson won't play for a couple more weeks. Vikings going on their bye next week. Host Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Very interesting point spread coming up on Monday Night Football. Minnesota, minus three, minus 110. So just a three-point favorite the Vikings are at home against Chicago. We will get to all of it here. It's going to be an awesome four hours. Can't wait. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Going great. Yeah, you mentioned like playing her and I just, my voice is kind of messed up. So I don't, hopefully I can make it the whole four hours. I was saying before the show, I hope I can because there's like so much fun stuff to talk about. Like I will, I hope I can talk for four hours. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I actually mean that. I think there's like a ton of interesting stuff going on. And we, we talked yesterday. I have an important note actually. Oh, excellent. I, I, maybe I'll report something later in the show. I bet that I made. Um, if, uh, you know, yesterday's show, we were talking about like just what a great sports weekend it was. And we were right in the middle of it yesterday morning during the show. College football over the weekend, Friday into Saturday, just like the best weekend of the year, not even close. Just like even if, you know, a lot of the favorites won and, and the committee will have an interesting choice ahead of them. Just like really, really, really interesting games, compelling games, things you wanted to watch. NBA and hockey, like all all night Wednesday, all night Friday. During the day on Friday, Black Friday afternoon hockey games, afternoon NBA games on Saturday, both things the entire day, just like an absolute like a buffet of sports. And just honestly, like I think just like the kind of the piece de resistance in the the entire weekend, like the experience of watching Eagles Bills yesterday, which is like, you know, we do shows all year and we do shows during the spring. Occasionally we do shows during the summer. Uh, we at least do shows in August when there's when there's not really a lot of sports on except for like the preseason. And we talk about how we long for like meaningful, interesting sporting events that like capture our attention. And sure, like championship level events and a lot of sports will do that. I mean, it was just like games for me are really like personal, individual experience. Like I just want it to be like me and the game and I don't want anybody around and I don't want to read what anybody else is saying. And I don't care like me and the game and that's it. Everybody else leave me alone. And the experience of watching Eagles Bills in that way just it like felt like not even epic it just felt awesome it was just like this is like this is what you wait for during the spring and this like a super high leverage meaningful awesome game where star players are playing really well the game is like fun and it's high scoring but not high scoring in a way where it's like a sham kind of a game where it's like 60 to 58 or something just like kind of perfect the production of the game was a plus the commentary of the game which i know you had a strong opinion on romo the commentary of the game is an a plus like everything's perfect 
and you're just sitting there like, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe people feel like they didn't know what was going to happen, that when it went to overtime, Josh Allen was going to lose because that's what he does all the time. But just that was like just the capper of like a really, really, really fun sports weekend, just this centerpiece game. And it was built as like something really important. And it like just 100 out of 100 delivered and kind of like the only thing from the weekend that we haven't really talked about on the show, NFL from yesterday. Yeah. And, and and a couple thoughts coming out of that. Like I and I guess like it will be like a and we'll 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 talk about Buffalo obviously over the course of the week. We'll talk about the Eagles heading into their game on Sunday against the 49ers. Like a non betting take and then like a quasi betting take. Uh you mentioned my take on Romo and I tweeted this out yesterday and I think people might have been surprised that this was my opinion because, you know, us, like a lot of people, have kinda you know, not like blasted Romo, but kind of becoming like a caricature of himself. I thought his first season was like the best debut season a color commentators like basically ever had. You know, um, you know, punctuated by his incredible performance in the first uh, Mahomes AFC Championship game when they lost in overtime to New, the, the New England Patriots. I kind of felt like Romo was like on the trajectory to be like the the modern day John Madden. And then kind of like steadily went downhill from there. And we joke on the show, right? Because a lot of us consume football with Red Zone, right? We're watching Red Zone on Sundays. So it's almost as if in January, when we have the standalone games, that this is our first like actual real experience with the non-island play-by-play crews, right? Like obviously we watch like Tarico every week because it's the Sunday night game, Joe Buck, you know, Al Michaels, et cetera, the Thursday and Monday night crews. But you know, for the most part, a lot of us are not like locked into one game on a Sunday, right? Because we're watching every single game. So we got bets, we got fantasy, et cetera. So this was, this was my first prolonged exposure this season to Romo and Nance and that crew. I thought they were great. And, like, Nance is obviously tremendous, so, like, that's that's not full at 11. I thought Romo did a great job. I thought the enthusiasm was there in a way that wasn't over the top. I thought his analysis was sincere. The way he laid out for Nance, like, on the Jake Elliott 59-yard field goal to send the game to overtime was like, Jimmy, take it away. I thought it was perfect. So I thought, Ken, to your point, I thought the presentation of the game was excellent. And then, like, a quasi-betting take and, like, a sports fan, kind of like human being sort of thing. So I ended up betting the Eagles before kickoff. I ended up winning my bet on Philadelphia. I bet a juice two and a half on the Eagles. They end up winning the game, obviously, two and a half. End up winning the game by three. I've now had this happen a couple times this year, including in the Denver game, where I, I win money betting against Buffalo. So, like, the Bills lose, and my bank account grows because they have lost. And I still can't help myself in the wake of these games. I feel terrible for this team. I feel horrible for Josh Allen. I feel bad for Bills fans, Bills betters, whatever. I feel terrible for these people. Like, I feel like this team is so, and like that's part of the reason why we bet against them, right? We bet the Eagles because the Eagles always win these games and the Bills always lose them. I don't know how the Bills lose these games, man. Six and six, maybe they still make the playoffs. I just like, I got a pit in my stomach when I think about this poor franchise. Four Super Bowl losses in a row in the 90s. Now can't get out of their own way. All these self-inflicted wounds. So I guess that's like a little bizarre, right? Like I won money and all also, I end up feeling bad in the aftermath, but that was kind of my personal experience watching the game yesterday after we ended up winning. I know there's probably an MVP conversation to be had coming out of that game as well. Well, sure, but I, I think we had similar experiences consuming the game yesterday because I saw so we get the Lane Johnson news during the show yesterday. And you know, whether the Eagles win or lose, like that's for an offensive lineman, it's just like as impactful a piece of news as you could possibly have about a about a team. Like we I've seen the splits and maybe it's maybe it's luck, maybe it's not. Like when TJ Watt plays for the Steelers, they win every time, and when he doesn't, they lose every time. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's really important. Something like that. Lane Johnson, same thing for the Eagles. Uh so before the game starts, I was like, oh, I'm not going to bet this game. Like, I, and I, I even said all week, I was like, oh, I really like the Eagles, but I'm just, I'm a little freaked out by like this injury, how this generally plays out. 
maybe the Bills are on this. I don't know. I like the Eagles, but that was kind of my answer on the show yesterday. Like, I like the Eagles, but I think I'm good. And this is one of those things where it's like, you know, models and numbers, all this stuff. Like, I just, I feel like there, there are, there are things that they can't capture. Did you have any doubt in your mind when the game went to overtime that the Eagles were going to win the game? <laughs> like, and it's so subjective. Obviously, it's results oriented. After the fact, they won. I get to say that. If if Gabe Davis catches the touchdown, I come on and I probably don't even say that, even though I made the bet. I bet the Eagles to win when the game went to overtime. Because you know what? I thought they were going to win, <laughs> and they did. So like, yeah, yay! And I, you know, didn't register a bet before then. But you reference like the high leverage nature of that game. I mean, just, you know, it's the Al Pacino game of inches speech from any given Sunday. We had this exact conversation off the Eagles. The Eagles are just going to play this game every week. They're going to play another one this weekend against the Niners, where it's just, well, if that guy made that catch, here's who wins the Super Bowl. Here's who wins MVP. Here's who does this. Here's who does this. You know, coaches lose their jobs off these things all the time. Inch here, inch there. It changes everything. Like Valdez Scantling catches that pass. Hertz MVP might be dead in the water last week. Now, now all of a sudden, like, I think he's by far the most likely player to win, despite what, what Twitter says. Thank God they don't matter. So just like, I, you know, it's just these high leverage plays over and over again. Like I, I actually, I, and I, I, not that I would like want this to happen or like even care, honestly, I think if Gabe Davis catches that pass, like Josh Allen is super live to win MVP all of a sudden, totally. which is insane because totally. they're like not going to make the playoffs now. Like we go from go for literally a guy runs inside a defender or outside a defender on one pass route. And it's, well, if he ran the other way, your quarterback wins most valuable player. And if he goes the other way, you miss the playoffs. Like that's actually felt like that was what's, what was at stake in that game. And like, I, you know, I, it's, it's, I'm going to end up sounding this week. Like I'm driving the Hertz MVP bandwagon and I'm not, I have $0 on him to win the award. I don't want him to win. I want Dak Prescott to win. So I'm sitting there yesterday. And Jake Elliott is lining up for this in the middle of the eye of a hurricane, insanely long field goal that like should never even be attempted. And, and shout out to McDermott for icing him and giving him a chance to figure this out, you moron. So like I'm sitting there and he's lining well, up. Well, he'll the get kick. fired if it makes right, you feel great. any better after the awesome. season. Yeah. Well, he's going to have more money than I am at the end of the year. So like, whatever. The So he's lining up for this kick. And I'm just thinking, I mean, if he could ever just miss this, like if he misses this, like, and again, the personal, like everybody else is probably thinking to be like, wow, what a great game. I'm literally sitting here thinking if he misses this, I think Dak Prescott might win the most valuable player award. Like if he misses the, like not, Hertz isn't even on the field. If they miss this field goal, they take an L and Hertz numbers aren't very good. They play the Niners next week. Dak's got Seattle on a Thursday night. They're getting bet up to like nine and a half right now. I, I'm so live to win so much money. Just don't make this stupid 60 yard field goal in the middle of a rainstorm. Just please don't do this. And then he basically takes out his like freaking three wood and slices this thing through the uprights. And I'm just like, I mean, of course, like, of course, like that's going to be the story of the season. This team just doesn't lose any games. They just don't lose any games except to Zach Wilson, apparently. Uh, uh, and, and the market thinks they're going to lose on Sunday to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll, about that. Are we going to get take three with the Eagles? On Sunday against San Francisco at home, uh, our handicap of Week 13 in the National Football League begins on the other side. We'll talk the Cowboys and the Seahawks Thursday night in Dallas.